Hele hartelike goeie morgen, dakkom by ons program Skriftierik, waar ons wekelik saam na oplossing soek uit die skrifte, vervra waarmee gewone mense sikkel. Die Bijbel sê in Johannes 17, 17, die woord is waarheid, heilig hulle na die woord, en Psalm 119, 105 sê, die woord is een lamp vir my voete en een licht vir my pad. Kom dan saam met ons vir die volgende uur, wanneer ons geen steen onaangeraak laat, om die waarheid te vind en licht te skyn op die vraag uit die skrifte, waarmee ek en jy moendlik kan worstel nie. Krijg dus gauw jou bybel en kom onderzoek saam met ons die skrifte. Dis moes nou skrifteerlik. Good day, this is a message to all our Radio K pulpit listeners. You might have noticed that the regular programs are not on air. A burst main water line of the building's aircon system resulted in the flooding of the studios and offices of Radio K Pulpit as well as neighboring businesses. It is currently unsafe to enter the building due to roof damage and moist rising from the concrete. The cleaning crew is working around the clock to restore the safety of the offices and studios. This will be finalized by earliest Monday late afternoon. Therefore, broadcasting from our studios will hopefully resume on Tuesday the 21st at 6 a.m. We apologize for the inconvenience and would like to thank all our listeners for their loyal support and praise. Our family is just getting bigger and bigger. Welcome to 657 AM. 657 AM is where you tune to in a warm-hearted good morning. Hartelijk goeiemorgen, aboshani, molweni, dumelang, sanbonani, and all other languages in which, uh, well, we address each other in. This morning, if you expect the pastor uh, Rocky Stevenson, no, no. Remember he had a guest here last week, Edward Kanya, also a pastor, a follower, disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, he's standing in for Rocky, taking a uh, break uh, this morning. Morning. And uh, what a privilege it is to say good morning, my brother. Edward, how are you keeping? Good morning, Vernant. It's a privilege and an honor to be here, to stand in for Pastor Rocky, who's on a well-deserved break. I hope he's getting it. <laughs> I'm sure he is. He's with his family, so he must be. Yeah, he must be with his uh, boys and his wife, Maxine. Well, Rocky, we think of you wherever you are, no doubt. I think you're listening right now. But uh, thank you so much, Edward. Edward uh, will be handling this morning's program. He is the tip of the spear, so to speak. And if you've got a question, this is what we're doing in here, the program. Iemand sê for ochtend for my that, betekker, sikkel ons maar om die Engels te verstaan. Ek sê, ja, daar is elf ander landstale ook, en my gebed is met die afskop van hier die program. No matter your language this morning, which God decided that you will be raised in, no matter what language you speak, Sutu, Tosa, Pedi, Tswana, whatever the language, English, Afrikaans, I pray that God through His Spirit will make it known to you what we are talking about. Ek en Edward het gebid vir jou, voordat ons in die atelier kom, en as jy verochend te vraag het, uit die woord van die Heere. Somewhere, somehow, somebody said something that just absolutely makes no sense. Uh, you welcome to send it through to us here in studio. We will have a look at God's Word. We will tackle it from God's Word. And you then welcome uh, to listen. And if you want to add to that, send us some more WhatsApps. So in Vodig soos dit, as jy dan vir ons een vraag het, dan stuur jy dit vir ons dier en ek gaan gauw die nommer vir jou gee. Hier is hy 
0826-657-2729. Just a sideline remark, kindly put the scripture that uh, you have questions about. Just add that. It will just make life a little bit easier uh, if, uh, if we discuss it. Edward, let's start with our first question, and we discussed it last week. We just ever so slightly touched on it. When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, Mm -hmm. he invited the three disciples. In fact, the three guys that said, we would not run, we will not uh, give in, we will willing to die with you. I'm talking about Peter, I think John and James, and he took them with him. And then he said, stay here. We know the story. They fell asleep. But if you read the scriptures, then you'll know that the Lord moved, the Bible says, a little bit further away. And then he prays these words, Father, not my will be done, but your will be done. If it be, let this cup pass from me. Yeah. Um, how, how did the, the scripture writers, how did Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, how, how did the prophets of all, how did they know what to write if Jesus was speaking to his father and he was all alone? Nobody else to hear. How do we know from scriptures? Well, <clears throat> it, it might have been mentioned uh, um, last week by Pastor Rocky, but if it hasn't, yes. Firstly, inspiration is something the Holy Spirit does with the men whom are writing scripture. So they are writing something down, and it is not always evident that when they have written everything down, that they understand everything at that point. Even Peter says they later looked into it and searched the scriptures uh, because they didn't understand everything that they were writing down at that particular point. But over and above that, where the the Holy Spirit, uh, 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 he doesn't, their personalities are, are not subsumed in his power so that they cease to be themselves. They know what they're writing, but they, just like us, seek clarification on it. Over and above that, so th- my point is, they could have been ri- writing this, John or others could have been writing this at that point, not being aware of all the finer details, but subject to reflection upon it a little bit later after they wrote it. That's exactly what Peter said. All right. Over and above that, there is a 40 day after the resurrection that Jesus stayed around with the disciples. 40 days is a long time where he clarified a lot and asked them, they must have asked him a lot more questions than we would ever know. And he told them everything they need to know. So, yes, it's entirely plausible that during that time he cleared that matter up with them and told them what he did and how he did it. And so they all knew about it. Wow. All right. So that, uh, but that's an assumption. That is not written in scripture. It's, no, it's, yes, c- correct. But it's plausible to entertain the idea that because he was with them for 40 days, that all issues regarding the so-called silence, yeah. silent parts were cleared up. All right. Yeah. So, so the, the, the word of God says in 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16, uh, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16, my Bible says, die hele skrif. That means from Genesis to the maps. That's right. Right? Am I right there? Yeah. Die hele skrif is dier God ingegeen is nuttig tot lering, tot weerlegging, tot terechtwijsing, tot onderwijsing en gerechtigheid. That's right. A lot, of, a lot of flesh through the ages has challenged the scriptures and said, no, it can't be from God. It's, it's, it's not infallible. There are, you know, certain scriptures left out in, in the rewriting of the scriptures and rewriting of the Bible. Uh, I don't think one of the problems we have, well, that question goes back to the to the uh, transcribing of the Bible from yeah. the original on and on. We don't have any original 
texts that we could uh, draw from. And I think there's a good reason from that, for that. Uh, we, we can trust the translation process, and uh, when, when scholars have analyzed and assessed the translation process, they've found it to be uh, comparable to no other processes. It's so exact. And it's it's of such a high quality. Yes, there are transcribal errors, and uh, as you pointed out, but none of these things that you will see from the Old Testament onwards, none of these things affect doctrinal themes in the Bible. People draw upon these things. Well, did Solomon have uh, 4,000 horse stores or 40,000? Uh, I, I, I don't know exactly. I, I, you know, I, I think it might be four. Somebody will say, no, it's actually 40. You know, Tell me how does that affect the doctrine of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus? All right. It doesn't, right? But these are finicky things, the transcribal errors that, you know, in, in calculation and so forth that come out here, there, and everywhere. And then some people uh, uh, go to um, in John where, where there's a certain verse that needs to be left out. But if you look at the thing in, in its entirety, the, the Christian problem is not that we are short of stuff. It's that we got... Too much of stuff. Yeah. Like, for example, in Mark chapter 16, we've got a, uh, the last section there that it's being debated. Should it be there? You know, doesn't this affect inspiration? No, we're not sure of anything. Now, a lot of people are wondering about Mark 16. What are you referring to? What, what, the last what chapter be, yeah. where it is disputed that those uh, few verses should be there or not. The point is, it's not affecting anything Mark has been teaching, nor Jesus for that matter. Uh, some people, where it says, thou shalt take up serpents and all that kind of thing. It, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of disputed. But, but here's my point. We have more than enough Hence the term sufficiency of Scripture. We're not lacking great portions where it's affecting some doctrine that we say, well, we can never come to conclusion on this doctrine because we are so short of texts. Yeah. We're not having that problem. Yeah. You know, our problem is, should this be in here? Not, why isn't this in here? Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But it's not affecting inspiration. It's not affecting what the Spirit already gave the writers that's in here. All right. Okay, so we've spoken about uh, 2 Timothy 3.16, the mm. whole Scripture being inspired by God. Now I want to take you to the very last page on the very last book of the Bible, Revelations. Revelations 22. What does it mean there? What say verse 19? Uh, ek lees Afrikaanse Bijbel, as iemand van die woorde van hierdie boek, you say there could be transcribal errors in, mm. in God's word. What does that then refer to? Verse 19, as iemand dan iets van die boek, uh, van hierdie boek wegneem, dan sal God sy deel wegneem uit die boek van die lewe. How, how do we apply that scripture then? What does that actually mean? Well, the, the phrase words of the book refers to the, the, the import of what God is communicating. In other words, what is the message that God is taking, is, is communicating to us? It comprises of, of words, every single word, and not just thoughts or yeah. concepts. So if you, are, if you are taking something away from this book in particular, or the book in general, the Bible, that's affecting the message that God wants to give to us in any way, shape, or form, then this verse is very per per pertinent as a warning to them. You can't mess around with the, with the warnings that God gives or the message that God gives it. You can't mess around with God's tone that he gives it and so forth. That's what it's saying there. You, you may not do that.
And of course, Revelation has uh, suffered most in that. <laughs> uh, aside from Genesis 1 to 11, Revelation yeah. has suffered most. That's why the warning is right there. You may not take away anything from the Bible that distorts the message of the Bible. All right. So what does it mean? We're, we're, because there, there's a grouping that says, you know, once saved, always saved. And here it says, Dansel God sy deel wegneem uit die boek van die lewe. And the Heilige Stadt and the Dinge, what, what, what does that mean? How do we apply that to our lives? Well, <clears throat> uh, you know, it's difficult sometimes when to, when to look at this text to know exactly what goes in, in God's mind, except to know that the, the one thing we do know here is that the context here is a warning. Don't yeah. mess around with God's word. And we know from the Apostle Paul that those people who do do that are not saved. Yeah. They're not saved. So, Hidden motives, hidden agendas. Yes, Paul even names names of people that were wordsmiths and peddlers. They, they, they are not saved when you mess around with God's word, when you're tweaking something here, a, a word to the left there, to try and distort the message of the gospel and God's overall message. If you distort anything, well, then the warning is applicable to you. God will remove you. And yes, he talks about the book of life, and um, he, he kind of makes it official, you know. You, you, you will never be part of that, you know. That's basically what the warning is. So the warning stands. Don't misquote scripture. <laughs> don't take scripture out of context. Yeah. Don't leave out words. Don't add words to change meanings. Uh, yeah, it's a fearful thing then to say, thus saith the Lord God. You better make sure what that, you say that, is. That, that is what the Lord yeah, said. That is what the Lord says. Yes, because sometimes people tweak a verse a little bit here, and it sounds right. You don't, you don't, you, you know, if you're listening to someone's talk and say, yeah, that is, he quoted a yeah. verse, but he tweaked it a little yeah. bit. He, he twisted it a little bit. This is the type of thing that Paul warns about. Yeah. It's that small adjustment there is making a big impact on the actual doctrinal message whether it's uh, something referring to the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit, or His salvation. That's what Paul is talking about. All right. Okay, so if you've got a, a question, you're welcome to send it in. 0822-0822, whether you're down in the Cape, up in Gauteng, the Free State, the, the Northern Cape, wherever you are. Skrif dierlik die naam van die program, as jy vraag het oor die Bible, ergens het iemand iets gesê, dan is jy baie welkom om die vraag hier vir ons in te stuur. Edward, I want to take you to Philippians 1 and verse 15, 16 and 17, and Philippians 1, 15, 16, 17. That's our next question. And uh, with regards to what are we to understand of the way it was penned down there, Philippians 1 and verse 15, 16, 17. We'll get to Edward Kanya in a moment. Reverend uh, Pastor Edward Kanya is with us in studio, standing in for uh, Rocky this morning. Rocky uh, will be back, uh, God willing, taking a well-deserved break. And as jy dalke vraag het wat jy vir ons in hierdie program wil vraag, baie welkom om dit vir ons in te steer. 082-657-2729. Annikie, ek sien jy daar op WhatsApp net weinand getik, nie heeltemal seker waar word dit gaan, of ek iets gemis het daar so nie, ek sal nou nou weer gaan kyk, maar ek sien vir jou daar, Jolanda, ek sien vir jou op WhatsApp, baie dankie, 0826572729, en as jy die vraag het oor die Bybel, of een leefstijl vraag, kinders groot maak, hevele, trou, en nie is meer, raai type van vraag, dan is jy baie welkom om dit vir ons deur te stuur, 0826572729, uh, a vraag wat is ook gekreed, Philippiense 1, Philippians 1 and verse 15 
and 16 and 7. Would you care to just read it for us, Edward? Just yes. read those couple of mm. verses and then we'll tackle the question. Sure. Verse 15. Some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife and some also from goodwill. The former preach Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my chains. But the latter out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. What then? Well, only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and in this I rejoice, yes, and will rejoice. Paul says, no matter how you preach the gospel, at least Christ is uh, preached. Mm. What are we to make of this particular scripture? Ek het nou die man gehoor wat sê, ek het a nice preek, ek hoor nou nog net skrif wat daarby pas. I've got a very <laughs> yeah. nice servant. I just need a scripture. So some verses that, to tag along yeah, with yeah, yeah. support that. What are, what are we to make of uh, Philippians 1 and uh, verse 15, 16 and 17? Okay, for starters, Paul does not say that he doesn't care how people preach Christ or the gospel. That's right. not what he's saying here. Yeah. He understands that Christ is preached, in, but, he, but he's saying, look, there are those out there that do it from selfish ambition. They, they have no sincerity, and they, they mean to add afflictions to Paul's chain. But he's referring to a group that, though they preach the gospel, they are not best friends with Paul. They don't support his ministry. They, they're not on the same page with him right. for whatever reason. You know, I mean, we have that too. Uh, but, but he's talking about, but what he's talking about here in verse 18, whether in pretense or in truth, even if their hearts are not right, if they preach the, preach Christ, and he's talking about Christ is preached, not the way Christ is preached. If they get that part right, if they say the truth about Christ, if they they may not say the truth about Paul, because the Bible says there is another there, people can preach another Christ, yes. another spirit. Isn't that's right. It? Now yeah. that's different. He, he deals with it elsewhere. Yeah. But here he's speaking about people, uh, guys that are they, they just don't like the way Paul does things for whatever reason. They don't like him. Uh, but as long as Christ is preached, now is, is, what he's saying here is not that this is so easy. He's high. He's hypothesizing. He says, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. So he's trying to say, I have these people. They, they take issue with me. And of course, it's not nice. But if they are preaching Christ, then, then that's what I want. It. That's I, what I want. They can say what they like about me. Yeah. As long as Christ is preached, you know, yeah. I'm going to bed and I'm going to sleep. You know? we, we should have his attitude. It exactly. doesn't matter what people are saying. About, and yes. I think it must be hard for you as pastors sometimes because you can't please everybody and you anybody. Can't. But as long as Christ is preached, because yeah. some people take issue with you and then they say something, uh, well, I don't agree with what he says, and they say something, but, but, but wait a minute, that is not commensurate with the gospel. Yeah. So that's different. Yeah. He's saying sometimes guys don't know him very well, they don't like him, whatever reason, but they're preaching Christ, I'll give them that. Coming to mind quickly and just building on what we're talking about, there is a scripture that says don't taint the body of Christ. Don't bring a device, yeah. a, a split in the body of Christ. And sometimes we have these arguments and we, 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 uh, we, we the one believe in, in this kind of baptism, that kind of baptism, speaking tongues, no tongues. And, and, and we bring division in the yes. body of Christ. What does the word of God say with regards to that? Well, I mean, sometimes division isn't necessary in and of itself. It's not bad. I mean, uh, uh, purpose, purposely bringing division through discord, uh, of course, is discouraged. But, yeah. but sometimes if there is there's heresy, if there is something, uh, if there's immorality, you have to deal with that. And that brings about 
Very much separation. So. Yeah. This is what sin does. Sin separates. So we still suffer with this problem to this day. Yeah, right. So we don't go around looking for issues why we can divide up the church every single Sunday. Yeah. But when we are dealing with issues, this is part of what we are dealing with. We can't avoid this. Because when we avoid this, then we get into this... Uh, this mode where we are. I'm trying to please everybody. Yeah. I'm trying to please that family and that family. So I don't deal with their children's problem. I don't deal with that issue. And that's not how you pastor. Yeah. You understand that you're not looking for division, but that's what will come. Yeah, inevitably, and if there's church discipline, the more so. Yes. I mean, if you go to John 6, verse 66, I think it is, 70 people left Jesus one day. What do you yeah. think he, how do you think he felt? Yeah. Uh, they, and they were honest. Well, he said to the disciples, don't you want to leave as well? Yeah. Yeah. And, and their reasons, they submitted their reasons for leaving. And they said, well, what you say is too hard. We can't take it. And notice yeah. that Jesus didn't run after them and say, okay, please, please stay. I'll, 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 try I'll, and, uh, yeah. I'll try and change here and I'll try and do this and I'll visit more regularly and I'll soften, I'll tone down my sermons. He never did any of that. He just said, well, if you want to go, go, you know. And then he turned to his guys and he said, listen, do you guys also want to leave? Yeah. You know, wow. because I'm not going to change what I'm saying. Yeah, this is the truth, and this is and it stands. And the truth sometimes is hard. It, it is hard. Yeah, and that doesn't mean we have to be hard, but the, the truth. And a lot of people, when they hear the truth being expounded, they think, well, that's your problem. You're such oh. a hard guy. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a cop of it, but, yeah, yeah. but 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 you're just preaching. You know, All right. that, that's the problem they had with Paul here. Yeah, Paul was stiff, inflexible, uncompromising. Yeah. And just people found that found him a hard personality to, to tolerate, you know. 23 after 11, script, uh, scriptural, scriptierlijk, tot en met 12 uur vandag. Poppy, baie dankie vir jou vraag. Daar so, ons gaan nou vir Pastor Edward Kanya hierdie vraag vraag. Uh, goeiemorgen, gesendes van die allerhoogste. Ek wil asjeblief weet, iemand het vir ons gesê. Oh, well, there's the first thing, iemand. We don't know who that iemand is. Somebody said somewhere, somehow, dat jy nie meer die oud testament Moet lees nie, want dit bring a veil oor jou. Is dit waar? Kan dit so wees? Geseend, baie dankie, Poppy. Not to read the Old Testament. It brings a veil over your heart and your understanding. You have a big <laughs> smile on your face, Edward. Yes, uh, I, I loved your comment about the imant. The imant is... Yeah. Well, Poppy, you know, the fact that you're asking this question means that, uh, by God's grace, the veil hasn't covered your heart yet. Yes. You know, you, you can see clearly enough to ask this question. Well, you know, the problem was... When the Jews read the Old Testament without the light that the Lord was giving them through the writers of the New, that was the veil, not the other way around. And that's what Paul commented on in Corinthians, I think it's the 10th chapter, when they still go to synagogue and they put the veil over their heads. Paul says, well, it's actually over their hearts, you know. Yeah. So it's the other way around. It's not that the Old Testament puts a veil over your eyes when reading the New Testament. It's No, that's that's not the case. It's when you refuse to read the New Testament to to shed light on the Old Testament, that's when the veil uh, is there. That's that's where the veil comes yeah. from. Uh, so the Old Testament, as someone says, is, um, uh, or the New Testament, I should say, I think it was John Sedlow Baxter many years ago that said, the New Testament is uh, latent in the Old Testament. Yes, very much so. And the Old Testament is patent in the New Testament. It's not possible to read the New Testament and not refer to the Old Testament and read the Old Testament and not understand that Paul and Peter are explaining truths that were there in narrative and illustrative forms. It's, 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 um, it's just not possible to read the two and it's amazing apart from each other. To think about it, when Jesus walked the earth amongst us, God incarnate in the flesh amongst us, didn't have a New Testament. Only had the Old Testament, the Tanakh, isn't it? That's right, yeah. 
And, uh, and he didn't battle with it. No, he didn't. Everything was there. Yeah. Creation, uh, redemption story. It's all began there. Everything you need, someone has said. I think it's uh, um, Ken Ham who says this. is Everything you, you need is in Genesis chapter 1 verse 11. But of course, the rest of the Bible is given to us to expound and expand on that. You see, and we have tons and tons of information here to shed different light. I, I mentioned to, uh, that the reason also why we have such a, a large Bible is because of sin. If you think of all the, the, the docu- document, the recording of sin, I mean, think of David's life, think of Absalom, think of all the, it, it was the recording of sin. If sin wasn't committed, so many chapters would not have been written. That's true. You know, we would have had a very light Bible. It would be a very thin pamphlet kind of Bible. My goodness. But because of people were sinning, God recorded that sin, and he showed how he dealt with it in their lives, and and this is how the sanctification process works, and on and on it goes, you know. And uh, so we have a large Bible, thankfully. uh, Not thankful, thankful to the fact that there is sin, but thankfully it shows us how God deals with sinners and sin right up until the time he introduced Christ, uh, and, of course, beyond that, to so the book of Revelation. our advice to Poppy, then, is read the whole Bible. Oh, Genesis yes. to the maps. Absolutely. Well, what about the names? We get to Leviticus and we struggle with those names. Yes. Well, two, uh, and, two and, things. Yes. You're, you're, Poppy, firstly, when you read the... We advise people now to read the entire Bible so you see the entire escarpment of Scripture. It's like standing on a mountain. Don't pick your favorite verse, verses, verses here, a verse there and a verse there, because all that will mean you'll, you'll, grow, you'll grow an aversion to Scripture. You want to read from start to beginning to get the whole story in its context. Yeah. Over and above that, you want to uh, submit yourself to a proper gospel preaching, Bible teaching person. You need to be in a local church. You, you, you can't be a hermit somewhere reading your Bible. That, that's, you need to be uh, gathering with believers. The Lord has instructed this. You know, and, and then the teaching becomes more, you become more aware of the teaching and the penny drops on issues as you are reading yes. and you are being taught. You are submitting to the process. Yeah. But if you want to separate yourself from the process and sit on a mountaintop and read the, and rely only on the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't say the Holy Spirit won't reveal things to you, but you will also have the imant in your brain constantly surfacing more often than not and confusing you. And that's not what you want. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. that question mark. It comes from a Garden of Eden, doesn't it? Yeah. That, uh, I, you know, I'm not there to bug you. I just slap a, a question mark on your thoughts. You know, did yeah. God really say? Yes. Huh? yes. Nothing much has changed. Eh? Strategy and everything well, the same. That's right. Yeah. And oh. for someone that's been uh, got the same strategy for uh, so many thousands of years, yeah. how is it that we are not familiar with it? <laughs> uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So true. Skriftierlik, tot en met 12 uur vandag, as jy vraag het, baie dankie. Karleen de Jong, jy is volgende, baie dankie vir jou vraag daar op WhatsApp, as jy vraag het wat jy wil stuur. Pastor Edward Kanya with me in studio, standing in for Rocky Stevenson, and we're looking at God's Word, scriptural, in ons onderzoek. Misschien het jy ander invalshoek, misschien die Heilige Geest een ander skrifgedeelte op jou hart gelee, waar waar jy vraag het, stuur het vir ons in 082-657-2729, 082 657-2729 Vanaf Gauteng tot onder die mooiste kaap Saai ons vandag skrifteerlik uit Karlien de Jong Vraag hierdie vraag Wat van die onrein dieren in Leviticus Waarteen die Heere ons gewaarskeet Het Jesus a kruisdoode gekanseleer Edward, I was driving down a road here in Centurion There was a massive advertisement across the road That said God hates shrimps 
And, oh, really? Yeah, because that was an unclean animal in biblical times, in Leviticus times. Yeah. Uh, to, uh, eat, to eat in the wilderness, it, yes. To, to, <laughs> Not right. to eat here at the restaurant. What do we say to Caroline? <laughs> well, Caroline, if you were wandering in the wilderness, then yes, I would, then I would say take God's word very seriously and don't eat shrimp. Uh, remember, there was no refrigeration that they had and no way to uh, cook. Certain foods need to be cooked in certain way, and they were wandering uh, people at that stage, primarily nomadic. Again, no refrigeration. Uh, questionable hygiene for lack of water. They, uh, it was a different kind of lifestyle. So the Lord gave them the best advice he could give them so that they could live a quality life while wandering in the wilderness. Uh, but that doesn't apply to us now. It's, uh, you, you can go to a restaurant and order shrimps. And of course, just make sure they do it properly. Uh, she asks a very pertinent question. Mm. She says, does the New Testament cancel it all out? Uh, yes. Where, where in God's Word do we find that in the New Testament? Well, <clears throat> Paul, uh, you, you remember Peter's vision? Oh, yes. Uh, when uh, he, he thought he was a... a and the devout, blanket with all the animals. Yes, yeah, a devout Jew. And he said, yeah. well, I'm, you know, I'm kosher. And basically, I, I don't go to unbelievers' houses. And God, God was telling him, preparing him to go to Cornelius. This is the gospel now going outside uh, the Jewish jurisdiction. And he, and he brought that issue up and he had this vision. And the, there was all sorts of animals which Peter recognized as unclean. And God said, don't you call unclean what I have cleansed. Yeah, you yeah. know that doesn't mean we go. We must shoot everything on sight and eat. Yeah, but it, but 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 the menu is broader now, and we can eat a, a lot of things. We can eat with a clear conscience as long as it's done right. Then, if you go to Paul dealing with uh, heretical teachers, you will find that it, it it's very uh, common amongst false teachers yeah. to impose um, these rules. Like, well, the, the one thing that they will attack is marriage, and the, and the next thing they will attack is foods. You may not eat this, and uh, you cannot eat meats, and abstain from this and of course they provide various reasons and they build on that and it becomes environmental and becomes and the Lord says listen I'm not asking you to shut off your conscience I'm saying it's okay to eat it All right. within reason yeah yeah know? health health notwithstanding you know yes yes uh, why the big thing against pig meat is it is it something in in the meat is it is uh, from a health perspective uh, what is the whole thing I, I'm just thinking on, on, on certain foods that was yeah. called uncleaned. Yeah. Um, is it because, like you said, no refrigeration? Somebody said the other day, what we don't realize with load shedding in our country, mm. the, the freezing and the unfreezing of Precisely. chicken, it brings salmonella in the that chicken. True, and people yeah. are getting sicker by the, you know, so many people are getting sick because we don't realize it. Yes. Now, that doesn't mean that just because, first, as I pointed out, those rules were given to God's people because they were in that sort of lifestyle wandering in the wilderness. So they needed to know uh, how to tell between what is good and bad. And there were rules there like uh, cloven and so forth, cloven hoofs and whatever. It gets a bit complicated. Uh, somebody else will, can explain it much more clearer than I. But basically it is this. The Lord was protecting them from a variety of diseases because they had a, a very limited way of cooking things and then moving and there was no refrigeration. And, uh, well, we have to be careful too. I mean, it doesn't mean we can eat pork every day, you know. Just yeah. We have to be careful about these things, yeah. as you pointed out. Yeah. 
Even yeah. if something is in the fridge, it can still be, it can still go off. You know? Yes, and very much so. And yeah. in, in particular, what this person said, and he's a doctor by profession, mm. he says with the uh, the unfreezing of, of, of chicken meat and blood, yes, and that's, that's right. You know, uh, salmonella is more evident, and, and you must be yeah. careful. You know, and so we, I'm not speaking as a food expert. Yeah, I yeah. always have to issue disclaimers whether we're talking about medicine <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or yeah, anything. Often, yeah. But but we just have to exercise. Says, I mean, if you're allergic to seafood, well, then don't eat shrimp. Yeah. But that's not a that doesn't mean you uh, you are you know um, that, that you've lost your salvation or All something right. or right. you know it's you just have to be sensible about what you do eat mm. and what you can eat Karlinki as jy nou soos ek daar van die weskes af kom hy lammers baie sy wereld uit nou ja dan is jy bly nee want jy kan kreef eet so baie soos wat jy wil ok Anniekie het een interessante ene hier so uh, Edward she's uh, got a question uh, pertaining to communion die nachtmaal ja ja sy sê goeiemorgen van watter ouderdom af at what age can we start serving communion to our children uh, watter ouderdom moet jou kind eers gered wees because there is that in instruction in God's word. Am I understanding it correctly? You must be saved first yes. before you That's can right. use communion. Talk to us, what does the word of God say? Well, the, the word of God does not give an, a, an age, and it said from the age of 10 or something like that. But this is where parents come in because parents are the first disciples of their children uh, with the gospel. When they understand the gospel, they understand what Christ had done for them, then they, you can begin in a small teaching way to begin to expose this to them. Uh, that de- that's, uh, depends largely on the, on the parents' discernment with their children. And of course, this won't be as young as two or three. It might be a little bit older. But of course, all parents must do this, I must add, in conjunction uh, with, the, with the elders and the leaders of their local church. Because right. every tradition is different here. They might have some different rules. But basically, the child has to understand the gospel that Christ died for this. And they, need to be, they must be what we call saved. Then some some traditions, some churches will say, yes, but saved is not enough. They have to be baptized. Well, yeah. respect that process in your church. I'm not here to tell you not to. But, 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 Paul, but Paul says, as long as you know the gospel, you know what Christ did for you. And only a parent can know that because they are discipling their children. Yeah. 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 So they can know that. Anneke, ek hoop het maak sin vir jou, ek hoop jy die antwoord op die ene en dat jy nou een vrede in jou hart het rondom om. We tackling questions as they come in, uh, scriptural, ons kyk na wat sê die woord van die Heere in hierdie program, and if you're down in the Western Cape and listening to this program for the first time this morning, bless your heart, thank you and welcome, we have prayed for you and we trust that throughout this program we are not here to bring the vision, and, uh, but we are here to look at God's word and say, this is what the word of God says, the highest authority known to mankind and the answer to every problem that we face in life. That being said, sometimes we get the odd question that is, uh, what do English people call it? A curveball. Huh? And, and, and I don't want to shy away from this, but we have prayed and asked God to lead us this morning. Hier het ons een vraag gekry en ek hou hierdie persoon anoniem. Hy sê, hoekom sê pastore nie vir die gemeente dat die sogenaamde, en dit is hoe die persoon dit getik het, the so-called vaccine is die merk van die dier volgens openbaring 13 nie. Hoekom sê pastore dit nie vir mense nie? 
en ons is al gevraag hier by Radio Kansel, hoekom praat jylle nie daar oor nie? Nou ja, ek sê jou wat, ons vat een vinnige muziekbreek, ek ga sê ons moet ook uh, muziek speel, en wanneer ons terugkom, dan gaan kyk ons na die vraag. Wat een interessante vraag, ons hou die persoon anoniem wat die vraag gevraagd. Ons het uh, Jolani J op die uh, draaitafel, amper sê ek op die telboord, die song called Lead the World. If you've got a question, 0826572729, We'll look at that vaccine one from God's Word right after this. The Boodskap van die Lewe, and we're talking about uh, God's Word, the infallible a Word of the Lord Jesus Christ, our compass, our moral compass, and uh, the light to our feet, the lamp unto our path. With me in studio, standing in for the Pastor Rocky Stevenson, Pastor Edward Kanya. Edward, uh, just in a nutshell, those who haven't met you before, uh, hmm. just quickly, what do you do and where are you from? Well, I'm, I, I pastor a church in uh, Sunny Ridge, Germiston, called Calvary Baptist Church, and I have been pastoring there for the last 15 years, and um, I live in the area too, so it's quite convenient. All right, uh, from Sunny Ridge, name? Sunny Ridge. Sunny Ridge, yes. All right, uh, superstar, thank you so much for filling the gap uh, for Rocky this morning. Bless your heart. Questions are streaming in via WhatsApp, and we promised we will have a look at this one. Hier gaan ons weer, hoekom sê pastoor nie vir die gemeente, dat die, en die persoon het so getik, so genaamde vaccine die merk van die dier is, volgens openbaring 13. A lot of questions there, why don't pastors tell Tell congregants about the so-called vaccine that is the mark of the beast according to Revelations 13. Free translation, I hope I did well there. Edward, what do we answer this uh, anonymous person who asked this? This could be a difficult one. eh? The so-called anonymous person. Yeah, well... All right, look, um, the, the subject of the vaccine is a highly controversial one, but it's a very simple one. You know, again, what constitutes a vaccine? I, 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 let me get to the biblical side of this. I have my own view, and the person can write to me privately about, about the issue of the vaccine. Now, but what I want to tell him is he's related the vaccine to something called the mark of the beast, which appears in Revelations chapter 13. Now, here again is the importance of understanding the book of Revelation. Now, Revelations 13 has to do with the mark of the beast, which in my understanding of Revelation happens at the, at the midpoint of the period that's still to come called the uh, tribulation period. Yeah. The seven years. The seven-year tribulation period. Right. Now, we believe that there still needs to be a rapture, a vechrapung, as they say. Very the rapture so. has yeah. to occur. Now, again, uh, in, in Christian circles, this is disputed uh, uh, at length. Some people believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. I believe that. Uh, some people believe in a mid-tribulation rapture. Some, and another, another view is just after the mid-tribulation called pre-wrath rapture, others believe in a post-tribulation rapture, and so forth, right? right. But I believe that the correct way to read Revelation is according to its chronology, and that is the rapture takes place first before the Lord unleashes the seven-year tribulation period on the earth, which is also called the time of Jacob's trouble because he has to deal with the nation of Israel. Uh, 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 All his promises to them as a nation, he he has not reneged or revoked. He's going to deal with them. Now, so in that context, if we understand that, 
for the I, I can't give the long story for the lack of time, but if we understand the flow of the book, you'll understand that that this issue of the mark of the beast comes up when the beast, the Antichrist, sets up his false prophet who then does this, who, who then produces this this uh, uh, genius move by getting everybody to take the mark of the beast. That happens at the midpoint of the tribulation. And the Bible says unless you have the mark, you won't be able to buy and sell. That's right. Right. Now, here's the problem. The rapture hasn't occurred yet. All right. So, for this, for the mark of the beast to be evident, the rapture has to occur first, which means none of us are here even to consider this. If the, you are saved, the if followers you are Christian, of the yeah, right, the you've gone to heaven. The, yeah. And then it's still three and a half years later that it's revealed. The first three and a half years, it's not revealed. Yeah. It's not revealed. It's only revealed at the midpoint of the tribulation. That is, if you want to respect the chronology of the book of Revela- Revelation. Yeah. If you don't want to, and you and you can push it anywhere you like, people say, oh, well, the mark of the beast is now. People have been saying this throughout church history. Yeah. What the, is the mark of the beast? Well, we don't know for sure, except we know that it's very visible, and it's going to appear visible on the foreheads and visible on the, on the back of your right hand. Yeah. So it's something very visible that we know. Um, but um, in my view, and this is, I'll say this rather controversially, and people might take objection to this, the vaccine is not the mark of the beast. All right. That doesn't mean we have to like the vaccine. Yeah. Or yeah. we have to agree with it. All right. Not true. All right. Because the rapture hasn't taken place. We're not in the middle of the tribulation. So just stay calm. I'm not saying go out and take the vaccine. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not, yeah. I'm not a, a here as a doctor. Because that in itself is a very divisive thing. It and is. Christians, families, I mean, uh, I know of families who's literally disowned one another yes. because of the device. And Satan has used this as a yes. tool to destroy families. Churches have split because of that. Because of this yeah. vaccine yeah. issue. Yeah. But one thing we do know, whether we say whether we are pro or anti, we can discuss that at another point. But one thing we do know, this vaccine is not the mark of the beast. So I'm sorry to this uh, dear gentleman. I love him dearly. I think his name is Cedric. Uh, it is not the mark of the beast. All right. Uh, it, but it doesn't mean it's a good thing. All right. Yes. Thank you very much uh, for handling that one for us. Uh, we've literally got six minutes left. Mana lady, thank you. Good morning, Mana lady. Aboshene, Molweni, Dumelang. She says, I struggle with this one. And here's the question that she posed. She says, death is inevitable, mm. but we're told at church that, that, that let you, let's say you were brutally murdered, be it shot, stabbed, whatever the case, mm. it was not God's will. If it was not his will, why did he allow it then to happen? Uh, she says, please, can you clarify that for me? I'm struggling. I'm confused with this issue. Yes. What does the Bible say? Well, the, the whole issue of God's will can be quite controversial for people to understand. But I'll just make it as simple as I know how. Firstly, there's God's uh, what they what they call decree decretive will and his permissive will uh, that which he decrees and ordains and shall come to pass and that which he, he has allowed since Genesis chapter 3 since sin entered this world disease came into this world uh, sin entered this world there's 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 murder then Cain killed his brother why did God allow that you know yeah. well here is God's wisdom on the matter uh, and not me not me I'm not God's wisdom had God intervened, had this been true that God should have intervened, as these questions seem to imply, then he should have done so and stopped Abel from being murdered right there. Or, uh, 
but when does God intervene and when does He not intervene? Well, stop Adam from eating from the fruit. Yes. Stop Eve. Should Do he, not allow the snake in the garden. Yes, should He stop that war and let uh, this cancer patient die, or should He intervene there and not? In, where, where does He? So now, it, 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 we will basically the question says to God: Stop all sin. But we're living in a cursed world, aren't yes. we? This, this, this spinning rock on which we are is, is cursed by God, the, isn't it? Yes, and, and that curse will be lifted. Yeah. It will be lifted. But the, but the point of the question is, you know, why, you know, why does God allow this? Why yeah. does God allow sex trafficking to take place? That doesn't mean that God approves of that. They will be no. judged. Yes. yes. But this is a fallen, broken, cursed world. This is what will happen in a sin-cursed world. We need to understand that. That's what it should cause us to live by fear and rely on his providence and care. So, yes, it's sometimes there, there's this disproportion that a, a child dies uh, you know, at birth and a, and a person lives till the age of 110. That's, there's this seeming disproportion. But it went wrong in Genesis chapter 3. That's not God's fault. God had given warnings, and he continues to do that. All right. So things will go wrong. It, it still will do. We are in this world, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but what we do know, that just because things go hectically wrong does not mean he's out of control. Mm. The point is, if he intervenes in one place, he must intervene for him to continue being just in his intervention. He must intervene else. Everywhere, or else he's not just. On what grounds did you intervene there, Lord, but not there? Yeah. Uh, it might seem arbitrary to us, but God has his reason sometimes why he does heal some people. Maybe he needs them to continue a certain work or, or something. We don't know. We don't yeah. know everything. All right. But just because he has permitted it does not uh, mean that he is the cause of it. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Lord, uh, he took my child away from me at a, such a young age. Why did God do that? Yeah. You know, it's terrible. It's, I don't want to take away from the tragedy and the loss, but this is a fallen world. And yes, our, sometimes our children will die. Sometimes our parents will die. This happens in this world. They will and there be will wars. come a time where there's no more tears in the yeah. new heaven, new earth. God has yes, He says, what is not come up in the heart of those who love him. Yes. Uh, we have not thought. If you can think about it, that's not going to be it. But there will be a sinless world, a world without brokenness and death. And that's to come. That is, that is precisely what's to come. Revelation, openbaring, hoofstuk yeah. uh, 22. Right. <laughs> Bless your heart. Uh, thank you so much, Naledi. I hope uh, that makes sense to you uh, one way or the other. And you can also pray about it and ask that you have peace in your heart about this question. And uh, thank you so much for uh, taking part in this program. Last question for the morning. We literally got three minutes in Luke 4 and verse 5 Luke 4 and verse 5 Toe bring die duivel om op een hoge berg en wees om al die koninkrijke van die wereld in een oomlik Satan able to do that showing the kingdoms of the earth to Christ in a blink of an eye hmm. now he is God God could see that it's just fascinating how could Satan see that and then here it comes in die duivel sê vir hom al hier die mag sal ek aan u gee want dit is aan my oorgegee En ek gee dit aan wie ek wil, as hy my aanbid. He's the father of the lie. Does yes. all the governments and all the kingdoms of the earth belong to him? The, the, yes. Uh, well, he is the god of this world, and he is the prince of the power of the air. But in, in the sense that they are all corrupt, uh, they, the, yeah, it is true in one sense. Although, in, and in another sense, as Paul has written in Romans 13, the governments that be are ordained of God. God is allowing that. God, that's what God is allowing. But these are fallen, corrupt wicked men in power 
And uh, yes, inadvertently, they are uh, under his um, sway. We, we know that as a fact. I think at the heart of that question is how, how is it that uh, Satan can say this to the, to the Lord, the Son of God, who is the creator himself, that he showed him all the kingdoms of this world? Well, it yeah. wasn't hard to do. Satan knew all the kingdoms of the world at that stage, and even the Son of God knew. Um, so, yes, it's possible, very possible for Satan to have done that. And notice the Lord didn't, when he did that, the Lord didn't rebuke him for lying about it. The Lord just <laughs> referenced the issue that he mustn't... Um, uh, tempt him. Uh, you, what verse was that you are quoting again? Uh, verse, uh, I think verse 5. Verse 5, it? that yeah. is correct. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And then the Lord referenced uh, uh, him in verse 8 and said, You shall worship the Lord it is your written. God. It is, yeah. So what he was doing was something that he could do. He, he could do it because he was tempting Christ. Yeah. Now, the issue of the temptation of Christ is very uh, confusing for people to understand. But I'll probably get into that at some other time. Not, we don't have time left. Now. Yeah, well, but, time is caught up with, yeah. with us, basically. But Satan could do that, and he did it, and it didn't work. The uh, point is, it didn't work. Simple as that. Mm. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Which he did exactly that here. It is written. Do it as Jesus did. It is written. When you get tempted... Use God's word. That's what Jesus did. That's what Jesus did. He is the word. Use it and Satan will flee from you. Edward Kanya, thank you so much. Time done, dusted, gone into all eternity. Bless the heart of God. Thank you so much for filling the gap for Rocky this morning. It was such an honor and a pleasure to have you here. And uh, God uh, bless your calling, your ministry, your congregation. And we're praying for traveling mercies as you go back um, home this morning. Thank you so much. If people want to be in touch with you, reach your email address perhaps. Uh, Edward Kania, uh, E-D-W-A-R-D-K-A-N-N-I-A-H-1 at Gmail. Simple as that. Yeah. Edward Kanya at Gmail. Yeah, it's Edward Kanya 1. 1, yes. Yeah, don't forget the 1 at gmail.com and you can be in touch with him. Thank you so much for your body. I have a deal for you in your program. Thank you for your listening and your car and your motor from the Kaap to the Bo in Gauteng and others to work. North, South, West, West. Baie dank you. It's heerlijk geweest. Now the responsibility lies with you. It's good to listen to Radio Pulpit, but now the responsibility lies with you to go and search the scriptures and see if these things are so, stand it so in die woord van die heren, dit waar oor is gepraat het, sien daar is een bykie huiswerk vir jou, bykie verantwoordelikheid aan jou kant ook. Is it so indeed? Is it in God's word? From us, till next time, keep well, God bless you, and uh, shalom.